Welcome. That sounded weird. Welcome to Go Home Heat. Strange. <laughs> a sports entertainment podcast. And I did think this is a raw specific sports entertainment podcast. Woo-hoo. I thought this was an entertaining raw. This was better. There was entertaining stuff here. You were over the moon with it. I there were some specific parts that made no damn sense whatsoever, but there's always specific parts of this show that make no damn sense whatsoever. We're gonna save the women for last. Let's do that. Because it was kind of the biggest part of the show. It was the yes. Yes. They spent forty seven minutes on the women's division in yes. this, this thing. So that, that I felt like that was uh and they bookended the show. Uh-huh. Uh to some degree. Nikki A.S.H. got the Drew McIntyre spot, spot. Yes. Which is strange. but Vince loves Scotland. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. Yes. And that was it. Like, it's funny because probably all of we... Well, she came up with this concept of a superhero or almost a superhero mm-hmm. and, and college try, all that stuff. Yeah. That's what swung Vince. And it's like, no, Vince heard her talk for the first time. Yes, he finally paid attention. He's like, your accent is amazing. He thought that was the coffee girl. Yes. And suddenly. <laughs> suddenly he's like, I want to hear that girl talk. Put her out there every day. She sounds like drool. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> that girl sounds funny. <laughs> Can you imagine what yeah. it's like working around him? I cannot imagine what it's like working around Vince. <laughs> I cannot at all. Because it's just, it's just uh, I think it's just impulse at this point. I think he just, that Reginald, that guy's he's jumps really fun. Yeah. Let's give that dude something to do. Uh, uh, maybe. It, it, it does feel more read and react. It does. It does not feel. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, well, we'll get into the, uh. You can't tell me about long-term booking because what they did with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross this week. Well, I think they got their hand forced on that. Let's get into it. Yeah. Damian Priest versus Sheamus is a match that happens in That's a program a- that is starting. What'd you think? I like this, man. You got two dudes. There. I can't wait to see 57 of these matches. Oh, that's the only problem. I'm going to see this 86 <laughs> times instead of three times, which was what it should be. Right. But now, I should see them around each other. See, and this is something I think you've pointed this out before. They don't do as much of, instead of doing around each other, you know, th- I'm wrestling this guy and you come out and do something afterwards or, you know, we're around each other, we look at each other, but we don't actually get in the ring with each other until the actual event or maybe you know they don't put off stuff anymore we get 16 versions of it and then we get another version of it is the pay-per-view right the one thing that i thought about this that um gives me hope here is what i noticed about priest in this match was he was very good without going to a few of his signatures signatures and without the high-flying stuff yeah he could wrestle he could do the style of feud that Vince likes mm-hmm. where you wrestle a guy two or three times and then you like you said you wind up in tag matches or whatever mm-hmm. against him and he can give you three different matches yeah you know what I mean so maybe you know so if we have to get this four times mm-hmm. it's possible that we get three versions and then there's a pay-per-view and he's jumping over the uh 
turnbuckles. He's jumping yeah. over everything. You know, that, that uh, kind of thing. That this, move the spinning he does, heel kick off the top rope. Where he jump, where he goes and runs towards the ropes and does one foot on the bottom ropes, kind of flips straight over and comes down like an axe kick on the other side. Correct. That move just scares the hell out of me for whatever dude's eating it. Every time I see it, dude, because it reminds me, remember Edge's first match in WWE? Because I thought about this when Edge came out the other night. Do you remember his first match in no, WWE? No. He was wrestling those uh, uh, luchador kind of guys that wore the masks. They all had numbers. Okay. Remember, they, they're all like uno, cero, you know, dos, tres. They're all numbers. Right. He, I think he was. Which re- may have led to Los Con- Conquistadors. May, may have. But uh, he did that kind of a move. He did that front flip over the over the rope, and it was basically because he's so tall, his leg came down and hit that dude in the top of the head like an axe kick, and he broke his neck. He broke number one's neck? Yeah, or whichever one it was. I can't remember. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was because that was the thing about his career. is like his first match in WWE, he broke a dude's neck. Last match in WWE, he's getting his neck broke, you know? Right. You know, it was Although I think that the last match, his neck was broke the whole time. time yeah. He found out. Yeah, later. He, he basically put off the doctor until after the match. So he yeah. risked it all in it by not knowing. That's that's crazy. I was at that match. Were you? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I saw his last match in the, in the Georgia Dome. That's crazy. And then before he came back, before, before he, came he ruined back. it, before he ruined it, that jerk. you had that, that jerk. But yeah, it's just a. I like a lot of his move set. It's just like, man, you gotta be real careful when you're that big of a dude and you go for a move like that. Yeah, that, that can hurt somebody. They did a really good job in this match because Sheamus's uh, mask broke in the back mm-hmm. left hand corner, I think it was, and he kept having to fiddle with it, fiddle with it, fiddle with it, and then like there was a moment there where they did something outside of the ring and he was climbing to the top rope and the camera cut away from Sheamus because he kept fiddling with the thing behind mm-hmm. his head. And he then he realized it was broken and at some point he just said, screw it, and he took the mask off. Mm-hmm. And then Damon was in a weird spot because he knows that dude can't hit in the nose. I cannot hit you in the nose. And so he, But he kept it all firm <laughs> and below the chin. Yeah. And, and they worked through it and then... Now, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't recommend it. And Seamus is crazy. Seamus is an idiot. If yeah. he did, if he I did, love him. But you're an <laughs> yeah, idiot. Yeah. Your if, face is too important for that, Boudreaux. Yeah, uh, Tyler Hansborough. Remember that guy from North Carolina basketball Ooh. player? Broke his nose. He was wearing the mask piece during the NCAA tournament. And a reporter said, uh, does it bother you in the games? And he goes, yeah, it bothers me a lot. And the guy goes, well, why wouldn't you just take it off? And he goes, because I, I like don't want my nose moving around my face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for this thing. My yeah. face got broke. Yeah, I'm talking about for looks. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't see the Phantom of the Opera last night and decided, yeah. let's go roll. I, That'll well, intimidate everybody. Seamus, what should happen now is is Seamus should be in the back, like, you know, my stupid mask cost me the you know the match or whatever. Right, and he, he should, will. And, and he should find the Kane, the Undertaker mask. Oh. <sighs> In the in the and say I'll just use they this mask. I think they bought it. They did. I saw him buy it. Yeah. Uh, or they somebody or they found it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he should put that on, and then he should have like the powers of the Undertaker. And immediately turn into purple clothing. Cause remember, yes. That was, that was the black and purple. That was black and purple face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, moving along, <laughs> almost an AJ versus the Viking Raiders. Another great matchup between these guys. Almost uh, manhandled 
the guys, as AJ takes advantage of this, AJ winds up with a 450 splash and a win. I like this pairing against each other. I, I think we're obviously we're seeing it a lot. Yeah. But um, I do think that almost is getting better in character and performance. I think this was his best performance right here. Right. Probably. It, it probably. probably Probably doesn't hurt that the Viking Raiders are really good too. Yeah, it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt, and it doesn't hurt that they're big enough that he doesn't have to worry about hurting people probably as much as he usually does. Mm-hmm. And being, you know, and AJ is the, and I still I've said this before in prior episodes, he's the consummate sports entertainer. Oh yeah, and I would have never thought that, but there were moments in TNA where they did where Christian and him had this thing where he was like Christian's friend and then he had a crush on uh, Karen Angle oh yeah took her to the gator farm I remember all that I remember this you know what I mean so there were moments where you were like wait he he does have a person yeah Yeah. but eventually he got to do it what you didn't notice if you go back and watch those videos of him taking her to the gator farm is in the background you'll see Jeff Jarrett hiding behind a hiding behind a tree like (laughs) Waiting for Karen, like when she'd go, I gotta go to the bathroom, AJ, and then she'd go meet Jeff in the woods. And <laughs> Karen Angle Jarrett. Jarrett. Right. Into the Drewverse highlights. Drew talking. Gender saves us from all of this. Thank God for gender. Yeah. Uh, Verve is here to exact. Is that how you say it? Verk. Verk. I don't know. Oh, whatever. He's here to exact revenge on the what Drew did to his buddy. What is his name? Seer. I'll remember it after they can. After I see the that. seven footer with the small head. Yes. Tiny okay. Face. He got bludgeoned last week with a chair. We'll cut to the simple part. He got bludgeoned with a chair last week. The the other guy Verve uh, that Gender has brought with him. Gets in the ring, has a match. Ginger tries to distract, get, and he does. That does manage to give Verve a chance to have some offense in this match with Drew. Of course, Drew, what Drew did, what Drew does, beat him. He's unstoppable. Play Morning with a chair in the face. Yeah, gets the win. Yes, DQ win. Did, even somewhere, he's somewhere, RVD is going. Didn't send me a royalty check. Uh uh-uh. uh. For the Van Daminator. No, he did not. And uh. I was appreciative here. They kept Drew nice and simple, short. Yeah. Amount of time here. He was involved. Yes. Keep it rolling like that. Gender and him in SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Give me a couple minutes in and out. Yeah. Let Drew breathe a little bit. Yeah. Give Let, me some space. Give me Yes. Give me a little distance. I'm now fine. I was upset. We broke up. Still kept coming around and calling. Yeah. Making me matter. Yeah. He stood across the street from you. Let, you know, with this radio above his head. Omnipresent. Yeah. Let it breathe. I'll, I'll be back to him. I'll love him again someday soon. Baby, come back. No. No. <laughs> no. But Keith Lee versus Karen Cross, which is what you talked about. Or you could call it the Jeff Hardy COVID match. Yes. Yes. Because Hardy had COVID, so they had to figure out what to do. Yeah. So, and this is where, where my point on that they're... Read and react. Read and react. There is no long-term storytelling in WWE. You cannot sell me on this. Because the story, the story that got out was that he was supposed to wrestle Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to lose again to Jeff. Now Hardy. we don't know that. That's the story that got out. That's the story that got out. Well, the plot line supposedly is that he was going to lose until Scarlet comes out, like ah. until Scarlet came back. 
So that was supposedly the plot line they were going with. Okay. I think that is stupid. But at least it is a story. Mm-hmm. That you were going to tell. So why did he beat Keith Lee this week? <laughs> because the story they're telling with Keith Lee... If you, if you listen to the announcers during the match, they were putting over Keith Lee pretty heavy and putting over the fact that he'd been away for a while. So it looks like they were making a choice between we've got this guy that we well, we like that's going to lose a couple of matches and swing his momentum, and this guy that's on the other show that we like. They don't like the show. They like the guy, mm-hmm. uh, reportedly. And... He's supposed to lose until Scarlet comes back. So for some reason, they decided to go with Cross over. Well, you know what? That might have well, been too. And here, if Jeff Hardy comes back next week without COVID, and he beats Carrying Cross, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Whatsoever. Right. You have to have Cross go on a winning streak now. Yeah. Because that's all over. Because you broke your your thoughts. Yes. Correct. I'm with you. I get it. It's weird. Now the match was great. Oh no, I had no problem with the match. Big dudes. Right, and big I, dudes being big dudes. But again, like you said, I don't, I don't, I don't even mind. I mean, I, I don't know. You may have minded Cross winning, but I don't <clears throat> mind Cross winning. I don't think it makes any sense or shows any sort of storytelling direction. Right. Well, I don't. I should. They. It's, it bugs me that they put, why, of all the people on the roster, did you put these two dudes in the ring this week? Both of those dudes either needed, or if you did put them in the ring, why didn't you have Keith Lee win if you're going to continue the Karrion Cross loses till Scarlet shows up story? And that would even make sense, because Karrion Cross already beat Keith Lee. You can, you can say, look, something's wrong. Something's off about Karrion Cross. There's something missing from this guy. You know, right now, this guy that he beat before got him this time, but instead, and the only way to do that though too is to keep Scarlett away from him on NXT. Yeah, it does. Which make- we haven't seen her with him. Mm-hmm. But if so, that's I guess how you you get him to W two Raw full time is you take the belt off of him and put him on Joe, right? Mm-hmm. I figured which that's would, the move. Which would mean Scarlet wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Again, it doesn't lend itself to what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Why did Lee lose? Yeah. I right. don't... I, I don't... It could It could be as simple as the internet went crazy, or the, the wrestling internet went crazy when Cross lost. But they went crazy when Keith Lee lost, too. Yeah, but that was the Lashley. Yeah, that's the, that is true, but man, it's just like, if only we had, like... Eight billion people back there in catering that somebody could eat and append to these guys too, <laughs> or uh, or I could have told a story that continued the actual plot line I was telling. You know, either if they both needed to lose, you could have had Keith Lee lose to somebody else. Right. You know, if they both need to lose and have Karen Cross to lose to somebody else. Right. You know, you've got other people in the back, and then have them lose to Jeff Hardy again. If that's the stupid story, again, I say that is a dumb story. Well, you. But at least if you're telling me a story, that's another thing. Right. You know who he wasn't going to go over? Cedric Alexander. No, no. That's not Cedric Alexander wasn't going to beat him. No. Shelton Benjamin wasn't going to beat him. Uh uh-uh. uh. Because they were too busy tag team. Losing to Bobby Lashley. Yes. Which we'll address that next. 
Oh, that was brilliant booking as well. Again, they kept it short and sweet with the champ, too. Yeah. Comes out, does a little bit of talking. I don't acknowledge Goldberg at all. Which I agree. That Hey, I agree with that. Right, but... What, if an old dude comes and yells at you on on when you're walking down the street, and he's like, you know, yelling at you because you got your music too loud, or your pants are too low, or you've got those newfangled tennis shoes on, he yells at something, you don't get in a fight with the old guy. Why? Why? Do, why does that man have earrings? Yes. That kind of crap. Yeah. You just you just you know you give him a butterscotch right. candy and you go on down the road. Correct. You don't. Or you recommend the store that has butterscotch candy? candy yes. Not everybody has butterscotch candy. <laughs> well, you got it's like, it's like it's nowadays. Like, it's like keeping bread so you can throw it to keep the ducks away. You keep but do you keep butterscotches to you give to a, old crazy well, people? Yes. That I, I don't know if that makes you demeaning or uh, like a really great human being. <laughs> Outside with great human being because we're in the same room. Yes. Okay, so Cedric comes out. It says, you know, basically you should have never kicked me to the curb. Sheldon comes out and interrupts. And Bobby says, you know what? These guys want a match. They can have one. Matter of fact, both of them can have one right now. And then he beats the crap out of them. It's over. Former tag team champions. Yes. I want. I, want, I don't even want to talk about the match. Bobby looked great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have looked great against either one of them solo. Mm-hmm. That Whatever. Bobby wins. You know what the result is. We're booking Bobby exactly like I want Bobby to be booked, like mm-hmm. a freaking monster. Let's move past that. Almost AJ, Viking Raiders, had a good match. They have done some things that I enjoy in the tag team division. Mm-hmm. Both shows. Mm-hmm. What you can do in this tag team division on Raw to make it better in one fell swoop, you hit on it all the time. What's the one thing they could do to make the tag team immediately better within a month and you it doesn't involve anybody being in the ring? Ooh, man. Stop this. Stop when Drew McIntyre's a world champ, he doesn't beat up two guys all the time. No. Oh, when well, Bobby's yeah. the world champ, doesn't beat up two guys all the time. Yeah. When Braun Strowman's the champ, he doesn't beat up two guys. If I'm booking a guy to get to be the guy, if Keith Lee gets his stuff turned around, mm-hmm. I, I'm so angry I almost said shit right there. Uh-huh. But I didn't. You didn't. You held back, sir. Thank you, sir. Keith Lee, they're going to start booking him like a, cha- uh, like a killer in a little while. You know what he's going to do? He's going to beat two guys. He's going to be two guys that were tag champs within three months. Yeah. Within three months of being of having lost their championship, they will get jobbed out to a big man. If you stop doing that altogether, it immediately legitimizes your tag team. Well, yeah. Because you quit belittling it every couple of weeks. Exactly. And you pe- get it where people can actually take it seriously. That'd be that'd be crazy, but nobody takes it seriously when every time, you know. Right, right. Because we got okay, but think about this: piggybacking on the flip side of the tag team division, T Bar Mace versus Mansoor and Ali. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was a good match. Uh, Ali and Mansoor have uh, chemistry inside the ring, outside of the ring. They're they're very good workers. Mm-hmm. Ali's a veteran good worker. He can he can. Uh, Show Mansoor like exactly what they're saying they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. He can do. Mansoor is so golly gee whiz. This is great that I'm here with you and mm-hmm. we're and we're pulling this thing out. And then his ability, you know, he when Ali gets into trouble, his kick on what's it, T Bar's arm to free up the what winds up being the move to be mm-hmm. the pitting predicament to get the W. 
All of those things worked great. Yes. And Ali couldn't believe they won, and he couldn't believe the way they wound up winning. Uh-huh. But it wound up being a, a weird combination of not quite cheating, but you know what I mean? Tactics. Of tactics. Yes. Right. And it worked. And they work. And I mm-hmm. like Mason T-Bar, and they're getting better. And they can lose a little bit here and there. And once they get it figured out, they can still yeah, be it, something important. It helps when they don't lose to, to Drew McIntyre by himself. Right? It helps when they don't lose to... We've already seen T-Bar and Mace get humiliated by one person. Mm-hmm. A bunch of times. Mm-hmm. When they were with Ollie. You know what I mean? It, it's just, yeah. how do I take this division seriously when you won't let me? Yeah. You won't give it to me. Right. Because the two matches I got were cool. Yeah. And if you just gave me two matches a week on Raw that are good. And maybe you switch up the competitors every once in a while, so I'm not seeing the same two matches. But there were three tag matches I saw. Oh. One of them was against Bobby Lashley. Yes. This could have been better. Yes. You know, but but they do it. I mean, it, it is a staple. Oh, yeah. It is how I get over the single killer it's wrestler. It's a trope. It is something they have beaten, and it's become the five moves of doom. It's become the, you know, WWE repeats. And I get it, because you have to fill a lot of TV time. And you have to, so they end up repeating ideas a lot. Well, the, but, man, the, they've got a book that's only, like, three pages long sometimes. Right. And instead of branching out they're just like well go back to this this is how we put big man over right and it worked with big show that was that was in the 90s yeah well it worked because the dude was like a human being that was gargantuan and you know and if you want to do that here right with the big show and then you wait a decade or whatever yeah and you you put Rey Mysterio in this situation and he has to gut it out and he gets pummeled and pummeled that's a different and he match. Steals it somehow. That's a different match too. Yes, I can sign up for that. Yeah, I can sign up for a guy getting beat up for fifteen minutes by two people, uh-huh. and then somehow or another, one of them not paying attention, or I'm going to hold him still right here. Yeah, you kick him in the face. Oops, and then he lands on top of me and lays there uh-huh. unconscious. And as, as silly as all that sounds. I can sign up for that. Yes. Because my big guys didn't look... My two, two, two people didn't look weak against the one person. No, they just looked like they got outsmarted for one night. Right. Or just yeah. got a little too... Uh, too, uh, too, too arrogant. Yes. They started feeling themselves a little too much made a dumb mistake. Okay. Meanwhile, Drew McIntyre goes out there and dominates. Both of them. Bobby Lashley To the point where he can count one, two, three, and then, uh-huh. and then kick one of them. Yes. Okay. But um, moving on, because we have a great match to talk about. Riddle Morrison. Woo! Chemistry off the chain. Uh, Athleticism. AJ winds up saying beforehand, and dude, AJ playing into this whole moist, wet, drippy splash. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. He's such a good straight man to play off of. What was it that that The Miz said in reply to all that? AJ needs some help with Riddle. It's never not wet over here. Oh my god. That was Morrison. I can't remember what 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 Miss said. But anyway, the match is great and Morrison is great. He's able to reinvent himself a little bit every week. Riddle, Lord have mercy, was this good. And um 
the, the finish winds up being oh Riddle did, did a, a power bomb, and as the guy gets up, he breaks into like a short knee to their head. Yes, that looks so good. That's a finisher too, if you want. Dude, to that's yeah, that's not. I mean, that's that's, that's like a real finisher. Yeah, dude, you put somebody sleep like that. Oh, absolutely. John Morrison, dude, Matt Riddle, you just can't. Come on. Yeah, almost winds up breaking Riddle's scooter outside the ring, which you know, if you, you know, there's always shenanigans. Morrison does some uh, some kind of when Riddle's distracted, he gets him in like a razor's edge hold, and then he somehow rotates him and turns that into like a slam. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah, and Morrison's not—I mean, he's strong as an ox, but he's not like Drew strong. No. So for him to do that with a guy that Riddle's just as big as he is, if not yeah. taller, and then he does that, and then of course he hits the Starship Pain for the win. Riddle is going through issues because he doesn't have his buddy, buddy Randy. Randy. Yes. So we, we're we're telling the tale of how he yeah. switches his things through. This is a consistent plot line mm-hmm. running through. It makes total sense, and we're yep. go. It looks like we're headed to AJ Styles almost versus Riddle and Randy for the WWE titles. Uh-huh. Uh huh. T- for the Raw Tag Team titles, I would guess that's where we're getting at SummerSlam. Yeah. And I'm kind of. All in. Uh, I am too. I, I'm worried about Randy though. What is he doing? What's going on with Randy, dude? Yeah, he may be looking to get paid more for wrestling less. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> if I'm only going to be wrestling half the matches, I really think you're going to need to pay me more because that guy gets on my nerves. Uh huh. I put up with that guy. <laughs> I hate that guy. Used to be when I buried guys, sent to a different show. Uh huh. I'm burying this guy. You keep making me wrestle with him. Keep at yeah. Backstage, not out front. Not yeah. Come on. Um. Did you notice on the Starship Pain that somehow Morrison's foot got caught underneath the rope, and he was able to just boop, put it right up on top and still hit the move? I, I missed that. No, I'll have to go back and watch. Did he so coordinated? It's nutcase. Okay, Nikki Ash comes out early in the show. And she gives us the baby facest of baby face promos. And mm-hmm. Charlotte winds up interrupting and saying, you know, what you did was baloney, you know, Rhea, blah, blah, blah. And then Rhea comes out and it, it turns into, get out of here. You don't need anything. And then back and forth, back and forth. DeVille comes out. Pierce comes out. Triple threat SummerSlam. So yeah. what we've basically established here is that no matter what, Nikki's your champ till SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Which I think... Normally, if you were booking this like the booking this program in this way, and I'll, I'll, we'll get there as we go through this, I would have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. But because of the weirdness of what they're doing with Nikki, <laughs> I don't have as much of a problem with it. Right? right. Charlotte is completely uh, in her bag is the way she is treating everyone now. Mm-hmm. She is being allowed to be who I... I don't think this is who she is, but it's definitely who she needs to be as a character. Yeah. And she is belittling everything and everyone around her, and it works for her mm-hmm. much better than her trying to be uh, sneaky mm-hmm. or... Babyface just doesn't work for her. No, no, no. Did, what did you think about the first segment of this? I liked it. Okay, okay, good. Um, then we wind up getting... Then we wind up getting the Eve Dewdrop stuff. What did you think about all that? 
Oh, I forgot it was a vis- It's an audio medium for a second. I thought my face could tell you. My, you could probably see. Okay, so Eve winds up telling us that we're going to chase Tag Team Gold after it gives us a highlight oh of last God. week's not highlight-worthy segment with Alexa. Then we get Eve, Marie, Dewdrop, and Tamina and Natalia wrestle. And did you... Okay, first of all, I want to give everybody credit here in this match. I know that sounds crazy. Oh, no, no. I know. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I know what you're saying. Eve's, Eve's back ripped uh-huh. on the, the outfit she's wearing. The yes. zipper broke. It's only at the top where it clipped on was it attached. Mm-hmm. And Eve is not built in a way where this is something that can... Uh, the tensile strength is not there for that. Right. And so she can't lift her arms above her ribs. Mm-hmm. And yet she needs to finish the match. And she pulls it off by sort of... Well, I mean, what could she do? She couldn't... The plot was... Well, Kevin, let me ask you something. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. Was it any worse than she usually wrestles? It was better. It was probably better. Because I had a reason. Yeah. Yeah, I had to give her a little credit. Right. I mean, if, if you... if. If the same exact thing had happened without that, you wouldn't have thought twice about it. Mm-mm. She tags in for the cover. Dewdrop goes in, does all the work, gets gets the chance for the pin. Mm-hmm. She tags in for the cover, goes in there, the kick out. Alexa Bliss's mess happens, which you know all that was planned. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, what happened was all planned. Oh, yeah. But when she jumps into cover, she can't put her arms up. Yeah. And then when Carol kicks out, she keeps her arms down by her shoulders, mm-hmm. uh, down by her you know lower ribs. Then she turns, sees the thing, turns back around, eats a super kick, falls uh-huh. down. One, two, three. Boom. Out of there. No no wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, I thought she did good. She did good. <laughs> and I don't think it would have mattered. Like, no, it, not one bit. Right. If it was if it was a star, it stayed there. Yeah, didn't she didn't she used to do this gimmick anyway? That is what's funny. Because had this like they could they could in theory Write this into the script. Yeah. And I would not have. Now, I guess we have to obligatory-wise, because at some point they'll be out of this program, and maybe Alexa Bliss winds up in a program with Nikki Ash. So I want to explain that there is now a, uh, what, what, a Lily, a Lily Lucian? Uh-huh. Which, which was Alexa, on the screen, Alexa made fun of the intros that Eva Marie did prior to coming on the show. Prior to being active uh-huh. in the roster, where it was, I'm going to teach people how to do whatever, and she uh-huh. kind of she tweaked it to where it was not a good thing, uh-huh. and then said there will be a Lily Lucian. We can move on. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the match. The main event of the evening is Woo! Charlotte Flair. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. That's not the main event of the evening. Uh-oh. What was the main event of the evening? Reginald versus R-Truth. How did you skip over I that? I skipped it. I don't know how I skipped it. Okay, well, let's get to there first, because I, I accidentally went out of the... Man. Men's. Reginald, R-Truth. In a match in the ring, R-Truth keeps his headset on. I love that. I can did. We, can we keep that out forever? Yeah, I like the 24-7 title being defended in match settings. Mm-hmm. Because and it's kind of weird that they decided Reginald's the guy because he's perfect for what they do backstage. Yeah. But for some reason, they've decided Reginald needs to be doing this. I think it's because they want him doing it in front of live crowds. Yeah, it, it's amazing, dude. The entrance, amazing. Mm-hmm. The way he moves is amazing. He he fights without fighting. In, yeah. And the remember the sidekick in the Last Dragon. Yes. I mastered the fight, the art of fighting without. Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah. Okay, right, so without knowing how to fight. Um. 
he moves, he moves, he moves, and eventually he, the, the he, person he's fighting falls down and he gets on top of him. One, two, three. Uh huh. Tricks, tricks, truth and hurting himself, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then one, two, three. And then the whole 24 7 roster comes running out and he does a running, twirling leap over the top rope. Uh huh. That was nutso. That land and lands it and keeps going. And the whole way he keeps landing things and looking like he's falling as uh-huh. he does it. I'm pretty sure it's all part of his act. Like he's just that good. He can like the tumbling thing is just second yeah. nature to him. Yeah. Yes, and and like yeah, right. It's amazing. It is amazing. And, and this is the since the funny segments that were really working with our truth. This is the best thing we've had out of twenty four mm-hmm. seven. And this is the kind of thing Reginald and he, and he did tell us either on this show or on SmackDown 1 that, you know, I'd do anything to be here and mm-hmm. this is pretty cool that I'm getting to do this. And here's something that I know that I know. You know what's funny? Roadrunner, Wiley Cody. That's funny. I know it's funny because it's stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be funny. Reginald, R-Truth. You know, you got the Roadrunner, you got... You know, Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote coming after him with all his high, crazy hijinks. Yes. Uh, you can do this for a couple months, and I will definitely be entertained. Correct. Just because Re- you can have Reginald, like, you know, running around backstage, have him in the mat, ring, whatever you want to do with him. Yeah, right. It right. doesn't have to be serious. Right. Now, we get a match here. We're going on back to the main event of the evening. Yes, the real main event. Yes. Uh, Nikki, almost a superhero versus Charlotte. And I felt like the match made sense in the way it was booked. Nikki takes the beating early on. Uh, every now and then she'll get something to go her way. And and then, you know, of course, Charlotte always has an answer. Charlotte is running her mouth the whole time. Um, we haven't – well, I'll get there. Nikki has a couple of series of moves that gets her in a position where she thinks she can win. She swings the momentum a little bit late. She goes to the top rope the same way she had won the title a week ago. She hits her crossbody on Charlotte. Charlotte rolls over onto her one, two, three, quick pin. Mm-hmm. Charlotte is the kind of competitor that you will not beat the same way twice. Nope. Her Nikki being gullible enough to think this is her moment as the crowd storms in her favor makes complete and total sense. Mm-hmm. Charlotte demands the microphone, belittles Nikki, and Nikki says, I almost had you. I want you next week. And Charlotte says, she goes green eggs and ham on her. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I can I can beat you in a house about, about whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. When, I'll beat you every time. I accept the match. Then she beats the holy hell out of Nikki, mm-hmm. what did you think of all that? I thought it was good. I thought it fit the characters. If you're trying to get Nikki o- Nikki over, this is the way to do it. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I totally was like, "This is perfect." Mm-hmm. We need the payoff. Mm-hmm. You, you got gotta. It. She's gotta eat a beating. Yes, but you got to at SummerSlam have Rhea and Charlotte beat the crap out of each other, mm-hmm. and Nikki somehow pull it off. That's it. You got to. You got to give me the payoff. But I can walk. We've never really had, besides Rey Mysterio, I can't imagine us have ever having a WWE in, uh, champion that's this big an underdog. 
The underdog champion that, you know, it's already written in she can lose matches and be the champ. Yep. Yep, yep. She is willing to admit, I'm a work in progress. The whole gimmick is I'm not there yet. Exactly. But I believe I can get there. Uh-huh. That's the whole gimmick. I'm ahead of schedule, actually. I'm already the champ. Yeah. Losing to Charlotte and not being deterred one bit. No, that didn't hurt me. It totally fits the role. This can be really wonderful. If they do it right. Well, I will say this. They're off to a great, great start. Mm-hmm. So far. And uh, somebody pointed out on Twitter. Jeez, oh, I wish I'd write down some of these people's names. Somebody, somebody uh, said, why is it y'all love Sasha and don't love Charlotte? I don't understand. Like, why Sasha, Sasha and Bailey, Becky are put in this spot above Charlotte. And I thought, well, I've never heard it like that. Cause mm-hmm. I was, but then I started thinking and, and who the, one of the replies that mattered to me was when Sasha and Bailey get into programs with people, when it's over, that person is in a better position than they were when it started. Yep. Every time. Same with Becky. Mm-hmm. Charlotte only has worked that way with the other horsewomen. Yep. Other than that, she has kind of been the Cena the yeah, or, the Orton, the, the Golden Shovel, buddy. She's been, a, you know, really Cena uh, results wise, but Orton um, working with wise, and this is mm-hmm. rep only. We don't know if any of these things are really true because it's all dirt sheet rep stuff. Yeah, but it feels like sometimes Charlotte's offense always looks good. Yeah, sometimes yeah, I'm not really gonna sell for this cat. They're not on my level. Mm-hmm. Right. So she'll get out there with a rookie and make him look like a superstar. Right. That's her gig. Bailey. Same thing. Yeah. Becky, same thing. Um, this feels like Charlotte is invest. She, it feels like she likes Nikki, and she wants this to work for Nikki, because it just and it's weird because I can feel that because of how god awful she's being to Nikki. Yeah, you know, look at me with hey, look at me, look at me with those pretty blue eyes. Uh huh. You know what I mean? And let me tell you why I can reduce you to your little pretty eyes. Because that's what I tell a little girl. Uh-huh. Look at that little child. Look at the beautiful glow in your tiny little eyes. Yeah. You little peon. Right? You're not there. You're never going to be there. You're never going to be here. I'm never going to have to take you seriously. You are in a knockoff superhero costume with a butterfly on it. Mm-hmm. But it feels like... If she didn't believe in the program, she wouldn't be going this low. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, she's in The weird world of wrestling. Right? Yeah, the weird world of wrestling. <laughs> the more heat you actually bring to it, the yeah. more you can tell you're really into it. Yeah. And look at this. And, and, uh, as much as we got into it with this show a little bit, look at what we have. This looks like it's going strong. We know where we're going here, and we'll be able to tell it over, what, four weeks or something as we head to mm-hmm. SummerSlam. Uh, Orton... If Orton comes back, it looks like we're getting Orton, Riddle, AJ almost, and we're telling that story, and we can see AJ and almost getting more and more uh, reps and better as we mm-hmm. go to it. Um, Lashley's going to be with Goldberg. Uh, I, I don't really understand why we would act like that's not going to happen because we're acting like that wasn't going to happen on the other show too. And I would guess people watch both shows if they're yeah. watching one. Um, so... They did tell Mansoor and Ali. They told mm-hmm. the story there. There were multiple storylines told. Yes, yes, we, yes. We know Damian Priest 
and Sheamus, and we can look forward to that. Uh, I liked how Morrison is being presented as formidable in the in the, in the singles divisions. Mm-hmm. Finally. Right it, to the point where even Graves is like mentioning, you know. Yeah. A lot of times, where you're going are these slight mentions. Yes. It's like even though Keith Lee's losing, they keep mentioning these things that matter. Kevin, with him. You, you can't save it. <laughs> I can't save it, dude. You can mention it all you want to. At some point, they got to do it. You got to actually win matches. Or maybe it's Corey trying to like wish things into existence. Yes. You know this guy's really good. <laughs> I don't know if anybody, if I noticed this guy's really good. Just speaking to because Vince yeah. is in his headset anyway. Yeah. Oh man. Oh anyway, you liked it though. I did. It was, it was, not, it was above average. Yeah, above average. Okay. For my man Justin, for me KP, this has been a Go Home Heat production. Copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the Game Project, the G I N N Project.com. Go home.